Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We had been discussing Chapter 8, Akshara Brahma Yoga, Yoga of Imperishable Brahman. The last chapter ended with Bhagwan's statement that one who knows me even at the time of death, Prayanakale, with reference to the Adibhuta, Adidaiva, and Adiyagna, in totality will come to me. So that was a statement. So Arjuna starts the chapter with a question about defining these terms, Adibhuta, Adidaiva, and Adiyagna. What are those terms? What do they indicate? But he added three more terms, Brahma, Karma, and Adhyatma, also to be defined. So what we have seen in the first four verses are the definitions of these terms. And we come to the last question, how the one with the steadfast mind at the end should come to know you. So what we have seen so far is the definition defining Purusha and Prakriti. That which is time-bound and which is timeless. That yourself, as you consider, is time-bound right now. Therefore, there is a death. Death is a milestone in your existence. So as we have discussed last time that these verses in the entire chapter only make sense if you take the concept of reincarnation in its essence as valid principle. But that's also not really the case because it is about the existence that which you're talking about. The existence which I consider right now a limited existence. Will there be any existence after I die? That's a burning question in everyone's mind. Knowingly, unknowingly. Consciously, unconsciously we ask this question. Whether you believe in reincarnation or not, no culture, no religion has ever questioned the existence. Every religion talks about existence after death. We have difficulty accepting the idea of reincarnation because we are science and technology bound culture which we live in. Unless you are one of those who do not believe in evolution and climate change. We all seek approval from science and technology. Therefore, I don't question whether my cell phone working is a magic. We know it is supported by science and technology. Reincarnation is currently not from our perspective. So even when this topic came last time, Ram has to bring the university research to convince some of us that this also can be researched. But what here is indicated is the existence. That we will exist is not a question in anybody's mind. Therefore, the incentives for terrorists to become a bomber is what? 72 virgins. What would you do with virgins after you die? 
if you are not existing. But you believe you will exist and will have time to enjoy. So, the existence is never questioned anywhere. In any religion, in any culture, in any thought, in any philosophy. Existence is considered permanent. There was an existence before my birth. And there will be existence after my birth. But what is now important is what kind of existence I would have. So our culture has put a great emphasis on plan for the existence which is long term. For long term planning versus short term planning. Companies who plan for long term makes progress like Warren Buffett does his investment in a long term basis. Some people do investment on a quarter to quarter basis. So what we do in our life is a short term planning. We want to plan that I will have a better life this in this life. One life to live is the philosophy, right? We say, well, there's only one life to live. Oh, Sastra said, no, not true. You have infinite lives to live. You have innumerable lives to live. And therefore, plan wisely so that your future existence would be more happier. So these verses now try to define how to plan for a long-term existence versus short-term existence. So the first thing we learn is Adibhuta is perishable. That which I see has been created. Therefore the term karma is defined. Bhuta bhava udbhavakara iti karma. That which creates bhuta bhava, a being, a thing, is karma. So anything which is created will be perishable. Anything which comes into existence is perishable. So when I'm planning within the realm of objects, it is temporary. So if I want to really plan for a real long term, I want to plan beyond the realm of perishable things and beings. That is what they call it, that you will come to me. Me the supreme, me the imperishable. Because there are two existences which we have known through our discussion. One is imperishable, never perishes, never changes, never have any mutation. And the one which is constantly changing. I clearly identify with the one which changes. Because I identify with this, the body, this mind, this intellect. I clearly know that this body is perishable. I have learned through my experiences in life, you know, this body is perishable. And also I have observed from my inferred knowledge that people die and people bury them or, or burn them, cremate them. So my body will go through the same fate. So we have come to the clear understanding that this body is perishable. What we have not yet understood is the mind and intellect. A lot of this research which we hear is all about brain, not the mind. Talking to psychiatrists, they say, we don't understand mind. We don't know how these medications work. We just know that it works. And therefore, it is good enough to prescribe. But what mind is, is very much a mystery. 
So it is possible that our ancestors did not know much about the physical sciences, but they knew a little more about mind than what we know today. So they have come to the conclusion this mind and intellect has life of its own. That is beyond this body's life. So prayana kale api, at the time of the journey, journey for whom? That mind and intellect. That mind and intellect remaining intact is going to make a move. You know, Bhagavan Vedavyasa here basically reaffirms our basic principles of Hinduism or Vedantic philosophy is that this body is the only which dies at the time of death. The jiva, the one which is identifying with this limited mind and intellect, remains intact and seeks another state of existence to exhaust the remaining vasana. So Bhagwan, in verse 5, gives the same answer which he gave is a statement at the end of chapter 7. Antakale chamameva smaranam uktva kale varam yah prayati samadbhavam yati na asti atrasansayaha. Only thing he does is he gives a guarantee here. Last time he made a statement. This time he gives a guarantee. I'm selling somebody something, but if I don't have means to support all my claims about my product, what do I do? I give a guarantee. I guarantee you that if it doesn't work, you can return it to me. I'll return all the money. Guarantee. So guarantee is one way of making the student or the buyer feel more comfortable. He already said, one who knows me in totality will come to me. So he said, even at the last moment, because we have considered this life to be the only life for me to make any progress. And if I think I've wasted most of my life, what am I going to do now? This is more like my music teacher made a statement to me when I went to him when I was in my 40s. He said, do you know that I'm 47? He said, so what? You're not 67 yet. So now if I go to him and say, Subhas, I'm 67. So, so what? You're not 77 yet. There's still time. And there's time till? Till you die. Even at the time of your death, if you come to realize what is truth, thou shall achieve truth. That's the guarantee. So guarantee, Bhagavan said, Antakale chamame was maran muktva kalevaran. One who leaves this body at the time of death, antakal, at the end of this body. He leaves this body. So something is living. Prayati, somebody is making a journey. Yaha prayati, one who leaves. That means the one who is identified with the ego has not died yet. That ego is making its own journey now. From this body to somewhere else. From this existence to some other existence. Existence is not questioned. It is the state of existence which is questioned here. Whether will I remain in the same state of existence that I am? Will I retain my wisdom? Or will I retain my stupidity? You know, is the question. So one who even at the last minute recognizes the truth, he will come to me. He will come to know me. He will come to become one with me. Na asti There is no question about it. So he guarantees that you have plenty of time 
till you die to churn over this idea of what is truth even the last moment of your eureka moment that oh that's what it is bhagwan said that's good enough you'll come to recognize me and realize me but he still have to make support your argument because we are not wants into guarantees that's why we go into social network and say what are the comments other people have made you know mina and i always struggle about the exercise so mina came across something called seat and cycle it's in 1999 so as usual i said well, don't worry about 99 go ahead and order once you ordering she realized there are five more payments to be made was never revealed on that facebook page So see the five more payments I said if you want to go out go out no I want to cancel it but by the time she had already pressed that button so then she started reading all the opinions and the comments they were all pretty bad this is not a product for you know elderly there is no support you can fall down also it took me out three times it broke down we said cancel the order as quickly as you can because they didn't guarantee they only said the free trial for 30 days Bhagwan gave the guarantee but realized that you will be looking for some support you know you will be watching some comments from the users you know other users so he makes his support yam yam vapi smaran bhavam tejatyante kalevaram tam tam eva iti kaunteya sada tad bhava bhavita a statement of fact that whosoever whosoever you are thinking at the time of living your your body that and that person alone thou shall go looking in our own context of our life who do we meet in life the people whom we think about most you know we constantly think about a person then we obviously make a plan to meet when my mother was alive I was thinking about her the most so every two years I was making a plan to go and see her now i really have not even though i have my brothers and my nephews and nieces it's not that much of a pressure on me to go to india anymore you know because i was thinking about my mother all the time i was feeling guilty that i have left my mother at the age of 17 or 18 never went home never took care of her so constantly was thinking about her and therefore my plans will be no other vacation but go to india stay with her for a few days so bhagwan said that it is given that whatever is my constant thought that becomes the last thought of the time of my journey where will you go for vacation not the place which you have never thought about the vacation you were planning for last 6 months you have checked all the brochures you checked out all the prices you checked out all the hotel accommodations available what are the places to visit then at the time of your journey to take a vacation that's the ticket you buy and that's the place you end up going so bhagwan says one who is constantly thinking about me is the only one who will be thinking about me to come to me therefore the next verse says tasmat sarveshu kalesu therefore at all times mam anusmara think about me 
And then he says, Yudhyacha. And Swamiji says that this half sloka, if misunderstood, can bring down the entire generation. Fully understood can elevate the entire generation to a very high level. And Swami says, unfortunately, we probably have misunderstood most of the time. So he says, tasmat sarvesu kalesu mam anusmara. That will be stopped. Therefore, at all times, think about me. So we say, japa. Thousand times is better than hundred times. Hundred times is better than five times. So all these mahimas are written for all these stotras. One who sings this for five times will get this punya. One who chants this mantra for hundred times will get this punya. One who chants a thousand times. So we have this japa mantra going on without understanding the meaning of this verse, which says, tasmat mam anusmara yudhyacha, and then engage in your battle. Now, obviously, the language is used about fighting the war because Arjuna was fighting the war. So are we fighting the war of our life, the battle of our life. It's not that remembering him, we give up all of our duties. We have learned over and over again, Bhagavan said, Niyatam Guru Karmatvam, do your obligatory duties. All the duties, all your daily duties and special duties. You have to do all of them. So if I'm just going to keep remembering Bhagavan's name, I will be neglecting my duties. That's what our understanding is. Look, I cannot do this because this is not possible because I have an office to run next door. Bhagavan said, all I say is think about me. And do your work as you're supposed to do. But keep me as the goal to achieve. As Swamiji said in that lecture, keep your goal so high that you won't be able to achieve it in your lifetime. In this lifetime, I will never be able to achieve the goal of understanding Bhagavan. But if that's my goal, then all my actions will be aligned with that. So Bhagavan said that once you make that as your goal and do everything else, you have to make some adjustment. Maya arpita manaha buddhihi. The only way you can do is surrender your mind and intellect to me. Not to your ego. Right now, I surrender my mind and intellect to my ego. Ego is the fourth part of that thinking entity. Mana, buddhi, chitta, ankar. So mind and buddhi and chitta with this thinking entity is surrendered to ahankar. Every thought starts with I. That's given, whether you like it or not. If I'm not involved, that thought has no value. I woke up. First thought is I woke up. Therefore, Bhagavan Sankaracharya in Atma Bodh, in his invocation, say, Prata Smarami Hrudi Sanskrit Atma Tattvam. The one who is Mumuksu. He does not remember I woke up. He said, in the morning I remember the Atma Tattvam, which is Rudis Purami, which is rising in my heart. So Bhagavan's idea is that once you surrender your mind and intellect, Maya Arpita Mano Buddhihi, 
then your thought will be about that atma tatvam not about me the ego not me the limited self what i'm going to achieve accomplish or lose but how i'm going to reach my goal of understanding or aligning with my atma tatvam mama eva eshasi asansayam such a person will without doubt will come to me so bhagwan said the constant thought is so used to say like in any music and you see a concert a classical concert that all the instruments are playing but then there is a tanpura tanpura guy gets the least credit because nobody says you played a very nice tanpura you will get a talia for tabla guy harmonium guy the veena guy but nobody claps for tanpura guy but without tanpura the whole orchestra can go off the scale tanpura is the basis where the singer the all instruments kept aligning in the same scale now only the people who know music will understand that something is going out of scale all you will know is something doesn't sound right when you're off scale but the tanpura it doesn't do but sa and pa sa and pa it keeps playing those two notes constantly keeping everybody in the same scale So Bhagavan said, you keep this tanpura in your mind, that I am not this limited self. I am the manifestation of the Supreme Self. When you do that, the mind and intellect is offered to him that way. You will come to me. In other words, you will understand me in my real nature. Abhyasa yoga yuktena chetasa na anya gamina. He also gives a technique. this cannot be done overnight this is not going to be easy this is not something you will practice over a weekend this is not a hobby this has to be practiced when i went to my music teacher the first thing he said i don't like to teach adults i like to teach children mr subhas is why i take youth classes let me tell you i would love to teach adults i don't like to teach youth classes because to just discipline them is half of my time than teaching them he said no neil that's not my problem my problem is they don't go and practice adults take it so lightly that i understood he doesn't need to practice he said you will come after a week without any practice all throughout and then the subhas says what is my next class and said did you practice my last lesson said, no i didn't get time i was traveling i'm a busy architect and he said i don't like to teach adults i said no i promise you that i'll practice and i then didn't keep my promise that's why he's not teaching me anymore so abhyasa is very important in anything so bhagwan said even mai arpit mano buddhi it's not one day i say tera tujhko arpan kya lage mera he said no no you have to constantly practice constantly remind yourself that this mind and intellect do not belong to me this mind and intellect are part of this prakriti as long as i'm identified with this prakriti i'm bound by the laws of prakriti the only way i can rise above the laws of prakriti which gives me sorrows and unhappiness is when i rise above prakriti so as long as my mind and intellect which belong to this prakriti and i align with it 
shall be bound by the laws of the prakriti laws of the prakriti are laws of causation laws of causation are every action has a reaction so i cannot get liberation from my actions in the past in the present the only way i can liberate myself from my actions is by getting out of the identification with the prakriti identification with the laws of causation that can only happen if my mind and intellect are considered to be not mine but belonging to this limited being so bhagwan said mai arpit mana buddhi abhyasa yogena if you constantly churn on this idea that i am not this limited being this mind and intellect are nothing but the instrument given to me to transact in this world only beyond this world this mind and intellect is no value whatsoever see abhyasa yoga yukte na chetasa na anyagamina that chetasa that that buddhi that mind which is steadfast by this constant practice it does not go no anyagamina is not wavering from here to there one day i think i am a successful architect other day i'm thinking i'm a failure as a father third day i think i'm a terrible husband fourth day i think oh i am a voice person all these things are because my mind and intellect are going various directions identifying me with the various accomplishments and failures but it's a one way the line is na anyagamina not going anywhere there are no channels for that mind and intellect to go but only one channel that the supreme is the reality paramam purusham divyam yati such a person goes to paramam purusham divyam purusha the definition taken from sankhya that which is contrary to prakriti prakriti is manifest prakriti is laws of causation prakriti has impermanence purusha is exactly opposite of all of this that supreme purusha not the conditioned purusha in me but that paramam purusham divyam divyam divine that is self effulgent self aware of itself does not require any more knowledge to be known partha anuchintayan one who is thinking of anuchintayan swami says the anu is the prefix give the chintayan a stress on it that constantly thinking about this thought that this is not me this mind and intellect are not me but the instrument to transact in this world such a person will achieve the truth the supreme realization who he is with that will stop om sarve bhavantu sukhina sarve santu niramayah सर्वे भद्राणी पश्यन्तु मा कश्चित् दुःख भाग भवेत् ओम शान्ति शान्ति शान्ति
हरि श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओम